Geek with your hosts, John. If you only knew the power of the dark side. And Matt. I'm Batman. Join them as they embark on a journey through pop culture, sharing the good news, everyone. Hello, welcome to Good News Geek. John here, the professional noob, with Matt. How's it going, Matt? I'm fantastic, John. How are you today? Oh, yeah, pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's been a long day at work. It's very hot It is. We're uh, we're having yet another heat wave. Yes, because the ones we've had are just not enough. (laughs) Well, coming on today's show, we are going to be talking about Captain Marvel and the Lego Movie 2, which is coming out very soon, the 7th of March and 28th of March. Um consecutively then we also are going to be discussing the oscars yes and uh how well pop culture did in general yes exactly um not that i'm much of an oscar fan or anything like that no to be honest i didn't even watch it i just saw highlights okay right, there we go um and also we're going to be getting a gaming update from you matt Yes, yeah, so I'll uh, be talking about some uh, new games that have been coming out, some older games that I've been playing, and what we're looking forward to. Fantastic. And I'm going to have a quick chat about Star Trek Discovery, so make sure you stay tuned for that. This is Austin St. John, the original Red Ranger, man. We all know it's morphin' time. Time to get back to action. So, Matt, we have uh, Captain Marvel coming out on the 7th of March here in Australia, and Lego Movie 2, so which one of those are you looking forward to most, do you think? Uh, I'm going to have to say Captain Marvel just because I had to see the Lego movie far too many times, thanks to my children. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, having a new one will be great because I don't have to watch the old one anymore. Yep. But uh, I'm still a sucker for the Marvel movies, no matter how many they flood us with. Uh, I might not always see them opening day or even a couple of them I didn't even see in the cinema. Okay. Uh, but I'm still keen on seeing them. And this one does look interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I agree. I mean, Captain Marvel obviously looks fantastic. The um, And we just re-watched well, one of the um, international trailers mm. or the TV spots over in the States, which uh, gives you a bit more uh, footage than you than would normally see on the international or Australian trailers. Yeah, it was a little bit different than the ones we've normally seen. A little bit of a, a different composition, which is nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it looks good. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell from a trailer. It is, yes. Uh, particularly since uh, these days you find that... Uh, a lot of the scenes in the trailers aren't necessarily in the movie. No. Even, like, story-wise, they're not in there, if that makes sense. Yeah, and which, I mean, I'm a fan of that because, you know, at least you don't have then, like, you know, Star Wars Phantom Menace where they spoiled the biggest part of the movie, like the double blade lightsaber, in trailers. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you don't have that sort of stuff anymore when they do this in trailers. But then uh, they put, like, a, occasionally a couple of good jokes in there and you'll be like, oh, I really want to see that in the movie. And it's just a, a an advert Joke. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah a exactly. Joke. Oh, that being said, about the Star Wars thing, that's probably one of the only reasons people saw. Some people saw it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really weird that yeah, people saw it in the trailer and they're like, "Well, I want to go see that." And I saw it in the trailer and I went, "Well, they've just spoiled it." <laughs> yeah. So moving on to Lego Movie Two, um, that's coming out on the twenty eighth um, of March. Yes. So, what are your thoughts of that? We just rewatched the trailer. Yeah. So I saw it for the first time with audio a few minutes ago, which uh, definitely. Put it in better context than watching it without audio. Um, it does look interesting. It looks like it's got a few good jokes. It looks like it's going to be one of those, you know, for the whole family kind of movies. Um, I really couldn't tell you what the story is about, but then again, I probably couldn't tell you what the first story was about. So, <laughs> no, uh, no, that's right. But, I mean, this this sort of movie, I mean, it's just all about fun, laughs, gags a minute, you know. Yeah, and it's um, got Chris Pratt and I'll pretty much what 
watch Chris Pratt in anything. So Yeah, and look, there are lots of different stars in the movie. Uh, Chris Pratt, obviously, uh, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett um, reprising his role as Lego Batman. Probably one of the more favourite Batmans these days. Yeah, he did do a pretty good job of that. And uh, look, there's Will Ferrell, obviously. And a whole bunch of people, Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, Richard Iwadi from the IT crowd, which mm. I'm finding interesting. Uh, Noel Fielding also oh. uh, had a role in that show as well. So some pretty interesting mm. uh, casting choices. And, and I think that's what part of the fun is, um, is having those people involved. But this leads me to a bigger question. Uh, franchises. Yes. Are we starting to feel franchise fatigue? I think we are. Uh, as I said before, I love the Marvel movies uh, and the last couple I didn't even see in the cinema right? Um, just because there were so many going on at once. I, I literally could not get to see them all. I couldn't find the time. Uh, it, I didn't even see Black Panther until it came out on stand. Uh, okay. And that was one that I really wanted to see, but you know, it was months before I got around to actually watching it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do definitely agree that we are getting franchise fatigue coming in. Um, mm-hmm. They're just... It's what are we up to about three or four per year? Oh gosh, I don't know. To be honest, and that's the thing. I mean, just keeping track of everything. Mm. When I was living out in regional South Australia, and there's no cinema in town, <laughs> uh, the, the, the closest cinema is an hour away, and it's not really kind of you know great. No, um, and you know, in town you've got they have they've not got a cinema as such. It's a theatre with a screen. And once or twice a week or something, they actually screen a movie in there. So it's almost like a drive-in, but without the drive-in. Do they still uh, do an intermission and send you to the candy bar? It depends what session. Ah. Yeah, so they do that as well. But, um, yeah, I find the issue for me is, like, say when Avengers um, Infinity War came out, there was so much hype. You've seen so many similar Marvel movies. And then when what happened on screen happened on screen... It was kind of like, yeah, well, so what? I mean, they're making a billion of these movies. They're not going to kill off everyone here. Mm. Something's going to have to happen at some stage. If it was maybe a standalone or maybe the third movie in a series or a third part one in a series, perhaps you could kind of go, yeah, maybe that's um, going to be some issue, uh, like that, that you're going to lose someone in that um, or lose a whole bunch of people, for mm. instance. But I don't know, just the, the, the way the property has grown are kind of losing contact with the characters because there are so many of them. And when you're spreading your love over so many people, it's hard to go, oh, I'm really going to miss that character. Because to be honest, I just don't have the time for that, enough time on each character to kind of, do you know what I mean? Do yeah, you know I, I definitely understand. And also the other thing as well, as you said, with so many movies coming out and so many characters that you know that nothing that happens is really going to have any lasting impacts. You know, the mm. the Infinity War, you know, the spoilers for a very old movie now, the snap <laughs> happens, half the galaxy dies. Uh, you know, so you say, we'll say Spider-Man for an example. Spider-Man dies and then um, everybody's like, oh, what's going to happen? And then about, what, four weeks later we got an announcement for Spider-Man Home... Uh, no, what's the new one? Um Oh my gosh! I've only just seen it. Yeah, the, with the the new Spider Man movie, we got an mm-hmm. announcement for that. We're like, okay, well, clearly Spider Man comes back to life because the new movie is coming out. Yeah. So it just sort of it takes away any uh, consequences of the movies. Like you, you never have to worry that it's going to be okay. What we need is we need a Marvel movie, but we need it directed by George R R Martin because he <laughs> everyone is, does. He, he is quite happy to kill <laughs> off everybody's favorite character within the first episode. 
And you'll be afraid for them. And you will be afraid. Once, once um, you know, he, he's very good at um, making you like a character and like them enough that when they die, you feel it. Yes. Yes. No, that'll be interesting. And uh, I know that um, the guys that helped, well, that put together the TV show um, have been slated to be used on Star Wars. And I'm kind of drifting off topic here, so excuse me, everyone. But um, they're going to do that. I'm just wondering yes. if they're going to borrow from that experience of working um, in that um, field with um, Mr. Martin. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty excited to see what will come from that because, yeah, it it couldn't hurt to uh, to pull some uh, experiences and some uh, some references from from their time on Game of Thrones. Will so. we see R-rated ones? Star Wars, no. I mean, it's, it's Disney, shame, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's Disney, but do you know how they uh, introduced their the offshoot um, pictures, like I think uh, they did that with Touchstone Pictures. They that was a Dis- mm. Disney company, and they produced that one so they could do the more naughty films, you know, for, not for kids, on that one, but still own it. Um, so who knows what they might do with you know with Lucasfilm? Though Lucasfilm, perhaps not. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit too well known, I think, for them to uh, to push it to the it's side. It's a real shame. Would like to see one that's a little bit maybe. Violent, yes, more violent than normal. Because, I mean, that was one of the issues with um, the prequels. Um, the reason they cut up droids was so that it was you know ratings wise, it mm. wasn't terrible. Like if you saw Jedi going out and butchering millions of people, that might be a bit um, risky. Yeah, well, that was we're going very off topic <laughs> here, yes, but yes. Uh, that was that was one of the original things they used to say about the lightsabers in the movies was why you'd never see blood is because they would cut your arm off or your hand off and it would cauterize the wound straight yes. away. You know, it was their way of getting around gore and, and blood and uh, keeping their PG ratings. Mm, exactly. And look, I think, I think we kind of answered our own question here because we started off talking about um, franchises and getting franchise fatigue uh, so much so that we haven't even been able to stick to the topic no, that we're meant to talk about. True, yeah. So um, yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> we'll probably have to leave it there and, and um, get you guys to drop on to our Facebook page and let us know what you think. Are you fatigued by all these franchises and all of these movies coming out? Let us know. You're listening to Good News Geek. So the Oscars have come and gone for another year. And I cannot be happier, mainly because they're gone. Yes, yeah, now we can stop hearing about it. Exactly. I mean, that's all the talk. I mean, you have the Golden Globes and then you have Oscars. The awards ceremonies, you know, where Hollywood like to tap each other on the on the back. and. What I would like to see is an award ceremony for the best award ceremony of the year. <laughs> an award ceremony for an award ceremony. That's very... Um, meta. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if it would take off, but who knows? Hollywood. Uh, people will watch anything. Pretty vain. That's true. So we wanted to talk about um, how pop culture did in the Oscars this year. Yeah, we did uh, take away a few trophies at the end, didn't we? Yes. So, I mean, the two standouts, obviously, are Black Panther and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated Film. Which it most definitely deserved. Uh, I know you haven't seen it yet. Not yet. Uh, I managed to catch it just before it left the cinemas, and I honestly wish I'd seen it at the start so then I could have gone back and seen it another ten times. Right. It was incredible. It was it was a great story, fantastic music in it. Um, the animation was just really crisp and like, just well done. The movement in it looked fantastic. Great. Um, it, yeah, Which is important just, for a Spider-Man story. Oh, I most mean, definitely, yeah. You know, the way he moves. So. Yeah, and, like, yeah, the, the the animated choreography was fantastic, like all the movement, uh, the sheer amount of different characters and how they interacted. It was probably one of my favourite movies I've ever wow. seen. Okay, um, great. It, it, it is – I can't give it enough praise. It is a fantastic movie. 
yes, well, um, unfo- I had a very tough decision to make um, when it came to seeing that movie or not, um, because I'm obviously I'm the father of a young child, and when you have young children, you don't get out as often mm-hmm. as you would really like to. And uh, my wife and I had gotten the opportunity to dump the child with someone else, and we had to choose what we went, wanted to go and see. So we went and saw Aquaman, which I enjoyed. It was good. Aquaman yeah. was a good movie. Um, I, I saw them both um, because I managed to sneak away a little bit more than you did. Uh, I like Spider-Man better. You have I to did. let me know what your secret is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I thought Aquaman was good. I mean, um, I'm not sure if I've actually chatted about this or I might have even messaged, um, put it on my Facebook page. Um, but I thought it had quite a lot of heart, mm. um, which I think may have been missing from, well, absolutely missing from every other DC <laughs> yes, movie out there. Um, yeah, but that might be a topic another it day. is we are, we are getting off topic yet again. It, yeah that's right um because the dc universe um read something very interesting about um how they're looking to scrap continuity for the sake of story mm. so that should be interesting uh, so back black on topic pa- black, back on topic black panther now we mentioned black panther we did mention black panther earlier, earlier so we're going to revisit it um came away with a few gongs so it had best score best production design and best costume design so, I mean, that's quite a lot for one film. Not only one film, but it's, you know, um, in the pop culture mm. genre, you know, um, superhero, fantasy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm struggling off the top of my head to remember the score, um, <laughs> but it must have been good. Well, sometimes not hearing it mm. is evidence of a good one because if you really notice it, it could be because A, it's really great, or B, it's really not mm. Um, Most definitely, yeah. And, you know, um, obviously, if, and then if you don't notice it, um, it could just be the immersion of the film. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I can't I can't really assess that one. Best production design, it was fantastic looking. Like, the sets of Wakanda were, were great. They did a really good job of it. Best costume design, again, yeah, the costumes were pretty good. I don't know if I'd ever really give it the best, but I don't know what it was up against. Well, considering that, um, you know, some, well, many of the costumes weren't partially there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, involve quite a lot of CG, uh, motion capture suits, things like that. Um, not that I have anything against that, of course. Um, you can't. I mean, the, the results speak well, for themselves. At least they did it well, unlike yeah. DC. <laughs> Let's not go there. We're drifting off topic. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I just wonder, and it's hard to tell by looking at a movie just how much of it is real sometimes, yeah. particularly when the effects are excellent. You're not sure, is that an actual costume or not? Or, But obviously... Um, at some, at least at some parts of the movie, the costumes must have been real because otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to win a, an award for it. But um, obviously, a lot of the decorative um, costumes of uh, the Wakandans, yeah, exactly, day to day costumes or clothing in uh, Wakanda, obviously, was quite spectacular. The beads and things like that. It's very intricate work and a fairly large um, extras cast as well. It was. It was a very large scale movie. Yeah. So. Clearly well-deserved in that case. But I've, I've got me thinking because it's great that they get these Oscars, but I generally find that the Academy, who, you know, they have upper echelon of Hollywood, very fancy, um, I don't recall uh, a pop culture-style film ever winning um, Best Picture. Um, you know, the ultimate Oscar, if you want to put it that way. Um they're usually technical, um, yeah. you know, rather than actually about storytelling and things like that. And, and I'm just wondering, do you think 
we'll ever get there. I don't think we will. Uh, I call me a cynicist because I am. Uh, I I have the same feeling on this that I have with uh, people that say that video games uh, aren't you know, an art form or aren't um, as important type of media as movies and TV shows. So mm-hmm. I, I put this in the same basket that it's a bunch of more than likely in my head, this is how I imagine it, elderly white men <laughs> sitting around in their armchairs, smoking their cigars and sipping their cognac uh, <laughs> saying, yeah. uh, oh, this pop culture, this science fiction stuff, it's just so uncouth. Uh, let's put this artsy film instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just unfortunately have a feeling that's probably how it's going to stay until – until mainstream media changes and that's uh, we're not judging things on being whether there is a pop culture or a science fiction movie just because it is a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and except like we're doing it ourselves because, you know, we know that it's not going to be put in the same league as a normal movie. Yeah. In inverted commas, normal movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we're just, I don't think we're quite there yet. I'd love it if we were one day, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't see it happening anytime soon. So do you think it's just the Academy being a whole bunch of snobs? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, that keeping that in mind, then um, thinking back to all the um, films that we all know and love, is there anything you think may have been with a chance of at least being nominated for Best Picture? Mm. See that one's because I'm on... I'm casting my mind back. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit on the spot. Um... Yeah, and because you know, there's lots of films that I absolutely love, but I'm also thinking of a movie from a holistic sense. Obviously, mm. it needs to entertain, and all of that needs to look good, sound good. Um, the acting needs to be good because it's you know obviously it's a it's a conglomerate of mm. all those elements which are fantastic, and the story needs to be great, compelling. Um, perhaps it should teach you something um, about yourself or about the characters and and stuff like that. And I'm just trying to think of um, movies that do that. Now, obviously, for me, and this is is this is personal to me in relation to. Star Wars, for instance. Mm-hmm. I love Star Wars, always love Star Wars. I think it's great. It teaches you a lot about doing the right thing, even when it's not easy, and sacrifice and all those sorts of wonderful things. And if you give in to your anger, you become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Uh, no, that's not what you no. learn from Star uh, Wars I because that power leads you eventually to destruction. I think we've been watching very different movies. <laughs> that's not what it's all about. Yeah. The power doesn't last and it ends up killing them. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but that's that's to me. Hmm. Someone else might watch that and not get that because they can't see past what they see as a silly um, science fiction thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I completely agree with you. And that's sort of what I was trying to allude to before, that the people that are in charge of choosing uh, the best pictures are people that are maybe not, you know, those kinds of fans, um, which hmm. is why until, you know, it's... it's whether it's put to a, a larger vote, um, whether it's a sort of a, a global vote or something like that, and, you know, it's, it's just more than a, a room of elites deciding. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to change. And maybe generational change. You know, maybe we need all these coots to kick off and mm. uh, uh, younger, fresher people coming in who like those sorts of things and are willing to look past the perception yeah. of what these movies Very are. Possible. Yeah, 20 years' time when... Uh, when they've all kicked the bucket and we've taken over. <laughs> that's, that's right. People like us. I can imagine us, you know. I just picture these people. You know the Muppets, those two old men yes. in the, the box? Yep. I'm just, that's what I think of when I think of the Academy mm. um, and how they choose the, the movies they like and, and dislike. And, and I, I don't think they actually choose best picture. I think they choose least repugnant picture. Yes. You know, the one that uh, annoys them the least and that's how they pick the Oscars. Um, anyway, I hope that's not true, but sometimes... 
It feels like it. Anyway, make sure you tell us what you think about that on our Facebook page. Now, we've come to the part of the show where Matt gets to unload everything he's been holding back all this time we've been absent, and he gets to tell us about what's happening in his world of gaming. Yeah, I hope everybody's ready to listen to me talk for a fair while while uh, you sit there staring at me blankly, John. Well, I've actually got my knitting here, so I'll oh, just lovely. continue to do that. Just try to keep the uh, the tick, tick, tick <laughs> to a minimum if you can. And it's not because I don't like games. It's just that I don't have a computer that can play games, so I just look on envious at those that do. Okay, well, maybe first of all we should, uh, we should look at some of the games that have come out since our last podcast. We're looking at a few of the big ones. We're looking at uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a pretty big one that was um, pretty... Uh, Pretty well received. Um, I've only played a little bit of it. I haven't picked it up myself, but I played it at a friend's house. Um, it's good. It's essentially Red Dead Redemption One, but new story, and you get some horses, and you can do some cool stuff. It's it's a it's a cowboy game. And is that what platform is that on? Uh, so that's PlayStation and Xbox. Possibly coming to the PC, um, knowing Rockstar, probably in about four years. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> don't hold your breath. I won't do that, no. no. Uh, so Fallout 76, uh, that came out since our last episode. Um, now, I recall there being a lot of build-up for this. Oh, yeah, that fell flat. Yeah. Uh, I expected it to fall flat, unfortunately. Um, I tried to play in the beta and the early release version. Uh, there wasn't really any game in the game. Okay. Um, there were really like no NPCs in the game even, and it was supposed to be a big multiplayer game. It it, it just wasn't good. Games um, seem to be pushing more towards multiplayer. They're, they're ignoring the uh, story. Yeah, single-player story mode games are definitely falling away, um, which is a shame because there were a lot in development. Like there was a new Star Wars game that was supposed to be a single-player story, uh, and that's been pulled um, by EA, who uh, owned the the developer that was making the game. Well, that might be a blessing in disguise. Well, it is EA. But the problem is the game itself was good. EA have now pulled it saying nobody wants a single-player story game. We want you to essentially make the same game, use the same assets, but make it a multiplayer loot game that we can sell loot boxes. And and that's what I was about to say because they can't the sell loot boxes in. in a story mode. Exactly. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, so, so that's been a bit of a problem. Um, games that are coming out this year or have just come out um, – we're looking at uh, Apex Legends. That's a new um, Battle Royale game, which is all the rage at the moment. Um, uh, you may have uh, heard of a, a small game called Fortnite, which is a, another yeah, Battle I've, Royale I've, game. I've heard some people are losing their life for that game. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I don't mean literally, I mean figuratively. Yes. They don't leave the house anymore. Yeah, which I'm, I'm really happy that Fortnite <laughs> has come out. Not because I think it's a good game. I think it's a trash game and I played it once and I will never touch it again. Right. I think it's fantastic because now I can play any other Battle Royale game such as Apex Legends or PUBG or uh, Black Ops and I don't have to deal with just like the human waste that <laughs> is playing Fortnite because they're all on that game and we all get to play our game nice and friendly and happy and we don't have to deal with those all people. the 12-year-old trolls are on the yeah, other game. It's, yep. it's so peaceful. <laughs> and that's that's why people have been calling Apex Legends the Fortnite killer. Please don't kill Fortnite. Please allow these people to stay in there and not want bother them. me. We want, want, it, want, want them to stay in their game. Don't come anywhere near we the do. new one. So uh, I suppose um, another game that uh, has come out recently, came out at the end of last year, which uh, I'm sure you would have loved if you had the ability to play this, was the Spider-Man game. Yes, but I don't have a PlayStation. You don't. You should get one for this game because it is great. Right. Well, you're going to have to convince my wife to get me a PlayStation as well as my Xbox, as well as my, although 
albeit half dead computer. It's still holding together just, but it can't play very well games. Uh, market research for the podcast. Well, I might be able to do that, though she did just give me $900 to buy this new sound system we're recording on, so yeah, we'll, maybe I'll wait a couple of months we'll, we'll and then push it, it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man is a, it's a great game. Stories, it's nothing special. It's a Spider-Man game. Um, you're going to fight some of the bad guys. You're going to fight, you know, Vulture and Doc Ock and, uh, you know, essentially all, all the the regular sinister villains. Um, yep. But the combat was... It was good. It's essentially. Um, have you played any of the uh, the Batman Arkham? Oh yes. Yep. So it's essentially the same sort of combat as that. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a lot of cool gadgets though. Being Spider Man, um, the web and movement is fantastic in it. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just a fun game. It's sort of a, a, a mindless game that you can just swing around and beat up criminals and uh, and attach them to uh, trains as they go past. With mindless. Games. That sounds right up my alley. That sounds great. What about recently? What 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 are you? Doing right now. So right now, uh, I'm, I'm not playing anything recently, uh, or anything recent recently. Uh, I'm playing some older games because I'm playing catch up. I've uh, just started playing uh, Diablo three, which came out oh, many many years ago. Right uh, on the Switch, it's just come out uh, on the. It came out on the Switch, so uh, I've been playing that version, um, which is a it's a good version. It's essentially the entire game, um, but. Yeah, all, all the expansions that built into it as well, uh, and they've also just released in the net in the uh, the last two weeks, uh, Final Fantasy IX uh, right. for the Switch, which came out in '96, I think. Okay, so yeah, not exactly a recent game, but uh, I've been uh, plugging my way through that to get some nostalgia back again. Yeah, look, and um, one thing that does keep people coming back is nostalgia. I mean, you see it with everything. I mean, you see those little mini NES systems that you can get oh, yeah. and stuff like that. They sell like wildfire because well, people are reminded of a time when games were simple, games were happy, when they were happy as kids. Well, they've, they've got me down, Pat. They obviously know me because the two games that I always buy, no matter what, is a Final Fantasy game and a Zelda game. And let's just say Final Fantasy VII. It's not my favourite one. Eight's my favourite. You know, all those people that like eight, yes, go you. <laughs> uh, but Final Fantasy VII. So I've bought that on the PlayStation originally when it came out. I've bought it on the PC as a PC game. I've bought it on Steam on the PC. Uh, I've bought it on uh, an iPad. I've bought it on uh, the PlayStation Store. Uh, And now it's coming out in about a month or so for the Switch. Uh, And I'll be playing, buying it on that as well. So I have a feeling you're telling me that you earn too much money. No, I waste too much money, um, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that your partner would agree with that. Yes, I think she would, um, <laughs> which is why we don't tell her. Luckily, she doesn't <laughs> listen to anything I do, so hi. Well, that's right. Well, we'll make sure that she doesn't get this um, link then through Facebook. <laughs> right, so look, that's the games. Now, you work in IT. I do work in IT. You're our resident uh, IT guru, if you want to call it that. Now, there's been a few interesting devices, hardware-wise, that mm. have been released. Um, you mentioned to me earlier about the Samsung devices. Yeah, what can so you tell me about that? Samsung just had their, their Samsung Unpacked um, video conference seminar. Thing, their thing, announcement, thing. Yeah, their yeah. big... Their, their big faff where they spend so much <laughs> money and, and get all these people to come out and talk about stuff. They need to sell all their phones <laughs> to uh, make up for the money they spent in announcing their phones. Essentially, yes. Um, so I managed to catch most of that. Um, it was at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. Wow, uh, so that's dedication. I didn't see the start of it. I, uh, I missed the first maybe 10, 15 minutes. Uh, but they uh, unveiled the new Samsung Galaxy S10, 
uh, three different versions of it, one slightly bigger than the next. Yep. Um, technically four versions if you count the 5G version. Okay. Uh, which which everyone seems to be pushing right now. Yeah, it's it, which is great if you're on Telstra. Um, Telstra <laughs> is going to be the only provider of 5G in Australia for the foreseeable future. Um, yes. Optus will eventually catch up. Uh, but and it's also only going to be CBD. So you know, if you're uh, living in the slight suburbs, don't worry, don't waste your time. Uh, more phones will come out when the technology comes out. That's it. And look, and I've always said this too about like 4K when it first came out. People were like, oh, we'll buy 4K. It's like, well, until 4K becomes mainstream in the services that actually feed your TV signal, what's the point of having it apart from like your Blu-ray in 4K? Mm. Um, like. If, if your streaming service isn't going to do 4K uh, or anything like that, just wait for maybe yeah. the technology to catch up. Exactly. Otherwise, all you can do is say, I have 4K, I have 5G, and that's about it. Um, yes. The only uh, the other interesting thing uh, that came from the uh, the Samsung announcement is uh, the new uh, headphones or the new earbuds, which are uh, yes. like the uh, the Apple wireless ones, which I'm sure most people will recognize. AirPods, more than, I think they call Yeah. Uh, so it's essentially the, the Samsung version. They had a version before, but these are the new ones. Uh, they're just a little bit smaller, a little bit more powerful. They've got um, built-in memory, so you can send songs straight to it, and then you can just go running with your, your earphones. You oh, don't really? Have to have a phone at all? Wow, um, which is pretty cool. That's good. Um, yeah. Confusingly enough, they've got two microphones. They've got an out-facing microphone and an in-facing microphone. Uh, I reckon I saw that. Yeah, so, I saw some highlights on YouTube. Yeah, so apparently, if you're running or if you're somewhere and it's too noisy for the the outside microphone to pick up your voice clearly it'll switch to the inside microphone and it'll pick up the voice from inside your body yes uh, which is the which is the version of your voice you all often hear yeah yeah um, i'm just hoping it doesn't come with a lot of like a gurgling or at least in my case like the wind blowing through my ears <laughs> well we can't guarantee it won't in your case but no. that you're a special case so that's fine. Um, also, there's the, uh, what do they call it, the Fold? Yeah, yeah the Galaxy Fold, um, which will be coming out uh, in a month or so. Um, it looks good. Um, I like the way that they've done the inside screen. Um, I'm not so much of a fan of how thick it is when it's mm. folded up and how small the outside screen is essentially very thin and, it, and cropped at the top and it, bottom. It is. It's 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 really really letterbox. So you've mm. got a huge black spot at the top and you've got a huge black spot down the bottom, and it's just it surprised me that they decided to do it that way um, rather than just having a full size screen on the front as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are reasons, but and I guess I'm looking at it from a point of view of this device may not be where we're going to, mm. but it's the beginning of it the journey. It is the beginning, yeah. And I was I was all keen on picking whatever it was up when it first came out. But after seeing it more close up, I'm a little bit more hesitant just because it's not entirely what I had imagined. Um, it still is fantastic. And the way that the software works on it when you uh, when you open it into the full screen mode is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it's a nice smooth motion opening it up into full screen. And it's a nice, easy thing. It's, you know, it doesn't close all your apps and force you to reopen them in, in the full screen mode. It just switches yep. between them pretty seamlessly. Great. Uh, so it's, it's, Definitely a fantastic first step, but yeah, the, the design itself isn't exactly what I was imagining. Mm. And just a reminder, this is not a paid presentation. No, no. <laughs> We're just into tech. And uh, for instance, I would normally be really excited about this whole thing, but I've recently got a Google Pixel 3, mm. um, which hardware-wise is, is okay. It's pretty good. Um, but software, um, just having the pure version of Google is just 
awesome. It does make a big difference. I oh. haven't I haven't used a pure version since the uh, the Nexus phones, mm-hmm. which is what the Pixels uh, yes originally came from. Um, I I did a huge debate when my uh, my phone died a while ago, and I debated whether to switch to the Pixel One uh, or go to Samsung. Um, and I eventually I went to Samsung because I had a Samsung watch uh, and a few uh-huh. other things, and it just sort of integrated better. But it, it was a uh, definitely a big toss up of whether I would go to the Google or not because it is it is a crisp operating system. It's a good phone itself. Yeah, um, camera's great too. Yeah, great camera. Yeah, though I've got to say. <laughs> Okay, so tell me, I emceed a wedding on Sunday, um, and I was also I also needed to ensure that I had some tracks for particular parts of the wedding. So, like when the bridal party walk into the reception, things like that. Right? Imperial March? No, not quite. Not no. this time. Although, if um, if it was mine, perhaps I did have Star Wars music at my wedding, so don't you worry <laughs> about that. Um, but um, they basically had like an auxiliary cable plug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess which idiot forgot that I don't have a headphone jack oh. in my phone. <laughs> oh, dear. So that, that caused some issues, but we did get around it. So, yes, watch out for your phone when it doesn't have a headphone jack. But the Samsungs? Yes, they've they've still got it. Nice. Uh, USB-C connector as well, um, the way of the future. Uh, yep. Spoiled for choice. Yeah, spoiled for choice. Uh, I suppose the only other piece of technology I'll just briefly talk about because I don't want to run too long on this one. Uh, you mentioned camera, which just reminded me. Uh, there's been a new device that's come out recently um, by DJI who make uh, drones. Um, I've got okay. uh, one of their drones. It's a fantastic device. They've got really, really good cameras on it. So they've got a new device out called the DJI Osmo Pocket. Okay. So the Osmo series they had before is essentially it's a uh, it's a three-axis gimbal that you could either put a camera on or you could put your smartphone in. So it's essentially okay. a, a fully stabilised selfie stick. Beautiful. Um, but the pocket is um, about the size of your phone sort of lengthwise. So it's, it's about, you know, if you've all got your phone in your hand like I do uh, as you're listening, it's about the length of your phone. Um, and it's got a built-in 4K camera that will record in 60 frames per second. Wow. Uh, it's got full image stabilisation. Um, so you can be on a roller coaster, you can be on a bike, you can be on a jet ski, and it will be just straight, solid, smooth video. Is that a physical stabilization? It is. Okay. It's not. It's not video. It's actually on a gimbal that will, like, um, yeah. It, no matter how much you move, it will keep it solid. Beautiful. You can turn that off and have it in um, uh, FPV mode, so it will follow whatever you're following. Um, mm-hmm. So interesting things. It's also got a built-in uh, face detection following mode on it, so. Uh, you can you know frame somebody up, and as they move around, it will follow them 180 degrees around. Excellent. Um, so it's good for a tripod. Um, yeah, it does does a lot of other good stuff. So it does some pretty good panoramic shots. Um, does fantastic photos. But yeah, just the the it's a tiny little device that fits in your pocket, which is a 4K 60 frame camera, and just records straight to a little SD card in it. And I think I've got a. 64 gig card in it that I've been testing with and it records for I think about 40 minutes. Wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, more than enough for, for whatever you're doing and you can just easily swap out another card because it's on the front. You can plug your smartphone into it so you can then use your phone as the viewfinder or it does have a little tiny screen on it. Okay. Um, yeah, just a fantastic little device. So if anybody's out there looking for um, possibly a new action camera. So instead of like a GoPro, mm-hmm. um, you can get one of these things. It does, you can buy, it doesn't come with it, but you can buy a waterproof case with it. So you okay. can take it underwater or, you know, on all your adventures. But it's the same price as a GoPro, uh, but it just does so much more. Well, you might be able to use that to record a, 
a uh, film review on the spot for Good News Geek. Yeah, well, I essentially just keep it in my car um, because I want to use it at any opportunity I can now. So, hmm. Well, thanks for the update. And we will attach links to our Facebook page uh, for the products mentioned so you can check out a few more informa- a bit more information. And just a reminder, this is not in any no. way paid. But, uh, being but if DJI, if you want to send me one for free. <laughs> Wait, don't you have one? Uh, what yeah. about me? Yeah. All right, you can have it. All right, great. Well, we'll make sure that uh, it's in the fine print of the contract. And click along to that to check them out. I understand you still haven't seen Star Trek Discovery. I haven't seen Star Trek Discovery. No, I saw the first one and a half episodes of season one. Uh, and I was so impressed by it that I went to watch the real version of Star, War, uh, Star Trek, which is uh, the Orville. Right. Okay, right. So you jettisoned um, Discovery out into I, space. I did, yes. I um, I I beamed it into nothingness <laughs> and uh, I went to see the... Uh, the, the show that it should have been. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I do love the Orville. Good. I hear that Discovery has gotten better, though. You've been uh, giving me a few spoilers and a few hints on uh, what's been yes. happening. Well, I kind of thought that you're probably not going to see I'm it. I'm not going to see it. Um, so there's no point. There's no, no harm in spoiling it for you. So, look, obviously, I agreed with you very early on when I watched... STD. Oh my god, I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, when uh, I yeah, watched I Star Trek that. Discovery, uh, <laughs> the struggle was real um, to watch it as a as a Trek fan. Um, it was unlike any other Trek that that's been before it. Was there a cream you could get to make it better? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly, uh, at least to reduce the itching. Um, no, but you know, it wasn't that, that great. It wasn't palatable, um, and I wasn't impressed. I mean, it looked really good. I mean, most sci-fi things these days do look very good. Um, it's much less expensive these days to put good effects in and shows are willing to spend the money, uh, particularly since this is um, being more or less funded by um, CBS or um, now their kind of streaming service mm. in the States. We get it here on Netflix, so you have to pay for it. Yes. And, and that's how they, they cover those costs. But, yeah, initially it wasn't. I mean, I didn't like the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I found them quite, you know, unlikable. But time has passed. We are now in uh, the second season um, in earnest, and uh, probably about I don't know, probably about halfway in at this this point. And I've got to say, it is quite different compared to where it was before. Um, uh, for story and plot reasons, I'm not going to go into a great lot of detail because um, you may be listening and you may not be up to what I'm up to, and I don't want to spoil anything, but my opinion of it has certainly changed quite a lot. In fact, um, there was an episode, uh, a couple of episodes ago, that was classic Star Trek, um, just in a shiny new foil wrapper. Mm. Um, And it involved them coming across an entity. Um, They weren't initially sure what it was all about, um, but all of a sudden they were in potential danger and they had to work out, do we shoot first, ask questions later, what do we do? It's that kind of conundrum that you're used to seeing in a Star Trek, and whether that be in the original series or the more modern ones. And, you know, I found that really good and because it, it did that sort of thing um, but then built on top of it. And what we also saw in that episode was significant character development. Now, in the first season, I spent most of the season not caring at all about the characters. Yeah, I heard they were pretty unlikable. Yeah, absolutely. And and what, what happens when you don't like the characters, you don't care what happens to the characters, you're not invested in what's going on. Um, 
So you don't care if they die, you don't care really what happens to them. You're just being told a story, but there's no stakes for you. Um, you're on a vegan diet. Mm. Yeah. So rather um, uninspiring. Um, no offense if you're a vegan. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, things have changed. And it got me thinking because, look, I have opinions about everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone has opinions. They say they're like a particular body part. Everyone has one, um, but you don't necessarily want to see it or hear from it. Um, but um, I'm just wondering, are we too quick to judge these days? I mean, obviously, taking a whole season to kind of warm up into a, into a series isn't great. But if you look back at The Next Generation it kind of took the same amount of time for people to warm up to the new Enterprise crew. Um, Are we just too quick to judge things these days? We are kind of in the age of instant gratification. We click on an episode on Netflix, it plays straight away. If it doesn't, all the rage that you have pent up over years will be expelled. If you see that little turny dial thing counting up, you know, 75, you know, oh my God, you know. Um, Is it that we just can't, Wait, we have no patience? Or is it a combination of have we been burnt too many times? Like, for instance, where there is times in series where we wait a long time to have something revealed to us, so it, it takes a long time to get to the payoff, um, only to be let down at the end. Like Lost, for instance, you know, they had all that build-up, oh, all, yes. all that intrigue, what's going on, and then they started to get really silly. And then by the end of it, we were exhausted, disappointed, and turned off. Is that what's happening to us? I think, yeah, it is. Um, there are probably many reasons why this is happening, though. I think one of the ones that uh, just sort of occurred to me as you were talking about it that um, I'm, it hasn't really occurred to me before, as you said, you know, it's things, a big lead-up that always don't pan out, and then sometimes other shows will rush it. Is that possibly because sometimes when there is a big lead-up, and it's not quite panning out yet, a show can get cancelled before the big payout. So, uh, like Star Trek Universe, um, you know, that came out after two previous versions of uh, Stargate. Did I say Stargate You before? said Star Trek. I said Star Trek. I think I said Star Trek and Star Wars instead of Star Trek earlier as well. You did. So that's okay. You're getting confused. I'm getting very confused. There's a lot of different collectibles in this room we're in, some Star yes. Trek, some Star Wars. Uh, yeah, so Star Stargate Universe. So that came out... Um, after two previous versions of the franchise, mm. it got two series in. Um, it was just starting to pick up some, a bit of a cliffhanger happened and then it got canceled because yeah. of the ratings. Yes. So I'm, you know, and that happens so many times in so many episodes. Um, you know, I could, you know, give you a even more random of shows that have been canceled early. Uh, Let's not talk about Firefly. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> I, uh, I had a, a tear running down my cheek yes. though, but uh, I wasn't going to mention it. So is it, you know, a bit of a reflex from that from studios of mm. we need to get this out quick and we need to have the attention and have, have the ratings so we can tell this story, otherwise it's going to get cancelled. Yeah, and it's an interesting point you raise because it can sometimes be equally as disappointing um, when something is rushed mm. and underdone um, as it is if you have to wait too long. And I guess they have to kind of strike that balance. Um which is, you know, you'd expect kind of uh, miniature payoffs along the way. So um, obviously when you have series these days, they usually have a, a long story arc that spans the entire season, um, but they also have individual stories in the meantime that gives you kind of little bits, 
But I found that Discovery's little bits weren't very satisfying at all. Mm. And so it didn't kind of keep you hanging on. Um, around about the second half of season one, we kind of started to get there. And all of a sudden go, oh, maybe they're not so unlikable or they're unlikable for a good reason. Um, that was another thing that came along. So um, I guess it's all about perspective. But hanging in there and giving something a fair go. Yeah, you've done well uh, to stick it out. I mean, I've done a similar thing with Walking Dead. Uh, Walking Dead season two, half first half of season two, was just the slowest piece of television ever created. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so many people I know just dropped off. Uh, I managed to push through it um, and it picked up. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. I've missed the last season and a half. Um, but, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like just that, that slug of getting through those slow, boring episodes where yep. nothing happens and you've got you've got no investment in it and you just sort of wonder why you're wasting your time. Yeah, and look, sometimes you have to get through it um, and to be rewarded finally. Um, and I'm hoping it's a bit like that um, with the new Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> that being said, I didn't dislike it. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I, I liked it. I think I thought some of them were quite good and interesting. Um, it seemed really short. Uh, yeah, the season was very short. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like you were just kind of getting into it. Yeah, it was, it, I didn't even realise that it was at the end of it until sort of I was sitting there going, oh, the new episode will be coming out tonight, and it didn't come out. And I went, mm. oh. So I gave it a Google and went, oh, that was the end. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I did really like um, uh, with Doctor Who, they kind of went back to their roots a little bit in relation to setting it during a historical event. Yes. Um, that one with the separation of India and Pakistan mm. was fascinating. I really liked that yeah, one. Yeah, they're... they're they did it really well, like a lot of those ones, um, and even uh, like the uh, the American movement one. Um, oh yes, yep, uh, um, Rosa Parks. Yes, uh, that that was so well done, and like kudos to the actors for for going you know, in that episode because that would be tough to act out. Like even even knowing that you're just an actor and it's a it's a story that would have been tough to act out. I think absolutely, um, and there's no doubt that that would have been you know, potentially hard some days mm. um, to see um, and, you know, be part of. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, the acting is another thing entirely. Yeah. I think some are better than others. Um, I really love the guy from The Chase. <laughs> uh, his name eludes me. Uh, was it um, something Bradley or? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I was going to say, you know, being put on the spot, drifting off topic again, mm. here we are. Um, so running off script, don't blame me. Um, he's great. Mm. Uh, you know, I can't look at him the same now when I'm watching The Chase um, on reruns at uh, four o'clock or whatever it is in the afternoon <laughs> when I get the chance when I'm not at work. But, uh, yeah, look, um, I think that perhaps it's a good lesson for life that maybe we just stick things out a little bit longer. Maybe we'll eventually get a reward or maybe it'll fall flat on its face. Uh, lost. Mm. Style. Yeah. But um, do anyway. We, do we jump ship and try to find something else to uh, entertain ourselves? Yes. Or are we jumping onto a different ship that's not only sinking but is also on fire? Which is far worse. Has to be far worse. <laughs> Anything on fire is bad. So, look, let us know what you think. Go onto our Facebook page and drop us a line anytime. And you can uh, be part of this discussion, at least online. Well, that brings us to the end of uh, another show. It's been a long time between drinks. It has been a long time. Uh, so, thank you to our uh, two listeners who have uh, stuck with us thank you mum thank you dad yes thank you very much um matt's mum and dad <laughs> um but 
there is some news on the horizon. We are going to be introducing um, a few new segments to the show, um, which will also involve you guys. So, Matt's mum and dad, um, you're going to be getting in touch. That's that's probably the wrong way. Let's not say, I'm not going to touch your mum and dad. Okay. <laughs> you may be expecting some contact from... No, wait, that's even worse. No, no, no. Okay. So we're going to be involving you, the listeners, in some of the new segments we have. Um, we're going to keep them tight-lipped for now because we want you coming back. Yeah, it may seem like we've been uh, a little bit uh, silent for a while, but we have been working hard behind the scenes, uh, developing some uh, some new ways of keeping you uh, engaged and entertained. Absolutely. So make sure you tune in next time. Uh, we are aiming for one month to be the gap between each show so it gives you enough time to recharge re, um, and rest up um, before you're hit with another episode of Good News Geek. So make sure you stick around for that. Matt, thank you for joining us. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me and uh, thank you to our uh, wonderful audience again. Mum, Dad, nice to see you. I'll <laughs> see you for dinner on the weekend. <laughs> and we'll be seeing you soon. <laughs>